Hey friends, this is season three of Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast. No matter what phase of life you're in, we are going to laugh our way through parenthood, life, and those life changes. This podcast is for all women of any age who love good vibes and can find the humor in life. Like that time Lorraine lost her wedding rings and tore apart all of Charlotte to find them. Well, we want you to join the conversation too. Follow us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two menopause podcast, and tell us your crazy stories. This is real conversation between friends. So let's spill the tea. All right, the countdown is on. There's like... How many days until Valentine's Day? Are we doing this? <laughs> oh, I'm not a fan of Valentine's Day. I feel like that's not true. I don't know. Really? Barb, why would I mislead you? Literally? I don't know, but on our last few podcasts, I feel like you talked about loving getting gifts and okay, well, I'm, Valentine's I'm all- Day is just another excuse. Okay, A, do we need an excuse to get a gift? <laughs> and B, I mean, I just, it's a lot of pressure. Do you know what I mean? It's because you you're just starting to date someone. So there is a lot more pressure, I think, when you're getting to know someone as opposed to like Dallas and I, who are celebrating Valentine's this year. And I don't even think he's made a reservation for us. This is so bad. I'm actually holding a reservation just in case he hasn't made a reservation, but I'm not telling him I have that reservation until. I think that would be sweet. You need to do it. Like you need to do it. I do like every single date night that we have, I plan. I plan those date nights. Yeah, but maybe that's your gift. I'm our social calendar. Okay, so we're going to start this week off with a quote and it's it's kind of sad. Chesley Chris, who was a former Miss North Carolina USA and former Miss USA sadly took her life last week. And it was one of those things where I don't think anybody saw it coming. And we'll talk, you know, a little bit more about mental health here in a second. But Barb, you have our quote this week. Yeah. And and I think it's an important one. Yeah, and it's a really good one. Remember that your mental health is a priority. Your inner peace is essential and your self-care is necessary. Necessary, right? I mean, you know, you said nobody saw this coming. I don't think you ever see that coming. I don't think you ever see a suicide coming. Yeah, it's just one of those crazy things because I knew her. You know, we weren't best friends by any way, shape, or form. She was a friend of our radio show. She had kind of run in the same circles that that I have here in Charlotte. So we were at a couple events together and I know her through the pageant circuit being, you know, she was Miss USA. I mean, I had competed at Miss USA, but years and years ago, it's kind of the sisterhood right? where when you meet somebody, it's like this instant connection. So when was the last time you saw her and what was her demeanor overall? So I saw her at the beginning of 2020 and she... So she was Miss USA 2019. So she was like kind of about to give up her title. And she came on our radio show because she was here for a Cam Newton event, which I was going to attend to. And I saw her at that. But she, it was one of those situations where, you know, you think somebody has it all, right? Like she was this very successful attorney turned TV host. She worked for Extra. She was living in New York City in a very beautiful high-rise apartment that she owned. And she has a ton of followers on social media. She was an influencer. And when you met her, she was just this like 
light, like could light up a room. You see something like that and you're going, I just don't believe it. And I, I was waiting for some news to come out. You know what I mean? Like something really? big had happened in her life and she yeah. just, you know, couldn't take that. And that never came. And there were some outlets of the, of the media that were pulling up this article that she had wrote for a lore magazine right, I saw in that. 2020 about aging and how uncomfortable she was with aging. But I don't know. Like in my head, I'm like, yes, people have a hard time with aging. But like when you turn 30, you get Botox, right? Like you, this is just such an extreme. Right. And I guess it, it goes to show that you never truly know what's happening in someone's life so behind that facade. I agree. And I will go as far to say you always know. Like, you know, I think sometimes people, especially since social media is so prevalent these days, I think we see, obviously we see the highlight reels, but... You know, I think you can always assume that there's some, life happens to everyone. I mean, everybody. And, you know, some of the people that, that handle it the best, you think, I never would have dreamed that you'd be able to, to balance all this, right? And then others, you're like, wow, you know, you fell apart on me. And you seem to really be this strong, you know, outgoing, vibrant person. So I, I think I think maybe when we meet people, or for me, I think more and more, my mindset is because, oh, okay, so this goes back to just, you know, even through cancer, people would be rude or, you know, irritated that I was slow or whatever it was. And you're like, you don't have a clue where right. I am. And I think that if we meet people every day and we assume that there is definitely something going on, we'll be kinder and nicer and, and more give them a little more patience and, and love. But I think there's always something going on. You know, you said something right there that I think is important. And it was something that was circulating on social media about like check on your strong friends, right? Because sometimes when people are a little bit more vulnerable in life, you expect to have to check on those people, right? Like, hey, are you okay? Like, I know you're going through it right wow, now. Wow, I love that. Right? Because it's it, they're kind of face value. But then you have those strong people who you think are so strong face value that they can handle the weight of the world and anything that comes at them. And those, those are the people that surprise you the most. And I feel like that's what Chesley was. I mean, so overall, just your, what you know of her. So she was happy go lucky type. Mm -hmm. You know, you just think like this person has the career, they have the, the fame, they have what looks like such a great life that you see on Instagram or social media. And I tried to post something and we'll talk about this in next week's podcast, but I tried to post something to show that like life isn't always perfect, right? And sometimes you go through it at home or at work or whatever it may be. And I shared something about my son. And like I said, we'll talk about this maybe on next week's podcast, but you just have to be kind to people. Like Chesley had posted on social media hours before she had taken her life. And when I, when I tell you I just couldn't believe this news, I went back and watched like every TikTok she had posted in the last year because just looking for something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to say I found something, right? But there were so like, you just don't know how people take the hate. For me, I will delete you in a heartbeat and Block. it will it will yeah. hurt me for a moment, but 
I'll just block you and move on and, and whatever. Now, if it's somebody who I cared about who said something nasty to me, that would bother me more. But she had people that she referenced in some of her videos that told her to kill herself that were really mean to her. She talked about the microaggression, being a black lawyer, and all these things. She wasn't practicing law anymore because she didn't love it. She loved her TV career. And she talked about going into courtrooms here in North Carolina where only attorneys can take their laptop and their cell phones in. And a white male would walk through and they wouldn't ask one question. And she would come through and they would need to see her ID, her bar card. Wow. And, you know, she was like, those are the things that after time and time again, they bother you. Yeah. I I just, my heart breaks for her, her family, and especially her mom. And, you know, she had left a note leaving everything to her mom. And that's just a lot to carry. A a parent should never have to lose a child. You know, I have a friend who lost a son a couple years ago, and I think the, the ever-present question will always be, what did I miss and what could I have done? And I think you get to a place where it's exactly like you say, you check on those people. You you take care of yourself as much as you can. But as a, as a friend, you check in, you know, even if the person does appear to be strong and just understand that life does happen to everybody. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because like, I know there's even times where somebody will ask me if I'm okay and I'm not okay. Yeah. And I'll say, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I don't want to talk about it kind of thing. And I just, you know, keep rolling with my day. And when, when you get that response from someone, some, sometimes if you can't get it out of them, it's just nice to do something nice for them, right? To like make their day a little bit better, to make them smile. Like Barb is amazing. You are amazing at that. She'll drop little cookies off on my doorstep. Cookies or- are always, yeah, that's always good. <laughs> I mean, I get that, but I think as, don't you feel like as a woman, so we juggle so much and this woman had, you know, a high powered career mm-hmm. and just all these things. I think as women, we need to be so aware that our friends are going through the same thing we are, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter their age. I mean, we have a big gap in our age, but still walk the same lines many days. And so I feel like as women, we need to take it upon ourselves to really be present for our friends and to make time for them. I agree so much. Steve Smith, who is a former Panthers player here in Charlotte, just announced that he's opening a a mental health facility next year. And we had him on our show this week. And, you know, he talked at great length about that. Now, he had no connection to Chesley. It just happened to be that that news came out the same time that Chesley's news came out. Um, But it's good to see somebody doing something for a community because I think a lot of people too, you don't realize that you're having an episode, right? That is, okay, so I'm upbeat. Like literally I'm in the middle of chemo and I'm like, good day, right? But you know, yeah, you have those days. And when I was having a few days of just feeling really down, I was just sluggish and tired and I just really didn't care. You don't realize that this is called depression. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're in this place right now. I think it it's, it, you can't dig yourself out. I don't, I really don't believe you can dig yourself out of depression by yourself, but it's an interesting thing that you are very unaware of what's happening to you. Right. And a lot of times when that happens, even if you think like, oh gosh, I'm depressed. A lot of people don't know where to turn after that. 
even if they can identify it. So I think it's great that this facility is going to open in our area and that people will be able to use it. And when we spoke to him, he said that it'll be open for everybody. So whether you have insurance, you don't have insurance. If you can't make your deductible or you can pay. So I think that that's really an important thing for our community to have. That's amazing. And the timing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you almost feel like maybe that's a God thing Mm -hmm. because it's, it brings awareness to what is so needed. And I hope that as, as a listener of this podcast, you'll always know that like anytime you have anything, we, we, we need to put in our in our Instagram maybe some information that people can reach out if they're feeling mm-hmm. suicidal or depressed or whatever. Because this is not, I think we look at it and we want to think that it's nothing. Nobody ever thinks these thoughts, but you get to a place and you yeah. just don't know where to turn. The problem is, is that sometimes I want to say like some people are just too proud to ask for the help. You know, always. I think. I think it's that, and I also think but there's the stigma, and that's why they feel that way. I was going to say, be yeah, that stigma. I think, but it's because uh, you know we're in a vicious circle of, well, don't you look pretty today, and aren't you smiling big today, and oh, how are you, Loren? You're fine today again after I've asked you forty times, so you must be fine. Mm-hmm. And I think we're not. We put on this really great face, and I don't think you know we should share everything private with everybody. But I do believe that if we were more real. People People would really begin to say, hey, you don't look perfect all the time. You don't talk perfect all the time and you don't feel perfect all the time. And that it's so important. So with that being said, we are thinking about Chesley's family and holding them in our thoughts and prayers. And also, if you are having a hard time, please talk to somebody. You can always call a crisis hotline 1-800-273-TALK and speak to someone there. Feel free to reach out to us on social media if you need to contact someone and we'll get you in touch with the right people. But if you are having that emotional distress, please do not carry that yourself. It's going to be hard to move on from that topic. Not to change gears here totally, but we are a couple days away from Valentine's Day. Maybe you're listening to this around the holiday. We are going to get into some of the stages of relationships. And Barb, I'm a little interested to know where what stage you're in in your new relationship. But before we go down that road, I know you had gone to get your hair done for Valentine's Day and you got lost to the point where somebody had to come and find you. Okay, Lauren, yes. It has happened to me too. I got lost, okay. I am so interested in this story because it has happened to me and I literally thought I was the only one. I felt like the, like normally I feel pretty on top of it, you know. I felt like the biggest idiot ever. This place that I go to get my hair done an hour away and if you're local to Charlotte, it's in Mooresville. And so I'm, I'm there and I'm, it takes me an hour to get there. And I'm there like two minutes prior to my appointment. And oh, barb time, that, that's barb time, time, lady, that's, that's in the <laughs> groove. And so I drive, I'm driving and I come to this railroad crossing and they're doing construction. And so, you know, everybody's making a U-turn. And so I make my U-turn and then I put it into Waze. Well, of course, it wants to take me back, you know, the, the way, way I just came. came. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to follow the flow of traffic. So I do that. I end up in Timbuk freaking two. I don't know where I was. And so I call them and I say, hey, I'm on the way. There's construction. So the lady at the front desk, God love her heart. I think her name is Joanna. And lady, I'm so sorry, but I'm an idiot. So she gives me directions and I say, okay. So I go and I do what she says to do. And I end up right back at the spot. So then I go back and I call and I say, I'm so embarrassed. You know, I can't 
figure this out. Just give me one more time, make sure. So she's like, well, and I know it was, it was one of those moments where you feel like somebody is hearing your desperation. <laughs> you know, you don't, you're trying not to sound desperate, but you are. So she's like, let me just ask the stuff. The stylist who is precious gets on the phone and says, I'll just come get you. Oh, do you know how far you were from the salon at that point? Less than five minutes. And so I'm like, and I literally, I wanted to, I, I wanted to cry. Like I, I wanted to go home is what I wanted to do. But okay, on top of all of that, she had come in only to do my hair. Because so I she just, was there specifically for oh, you. Oh, yes, she was. And so, and I didn't know that till we got to the salon. But then I have to walk into the salons like filled with all these stuff. Of course, you know, they all know you're an idiot. <laughs> so I, just, I really, and it, I think this is interesting. Had I been 28, I would have laughed that off. Ha uh-huh, you know, d- blonde moment. At age 55, you feel stupid. It bothered you? And nothing bothers me ever. I I do get what you're saying about like going in and feeling a certain way. And, you know, we just talked about <laughs> feelings and, and everything else. And I think sometimes that's okay to, to feel that way and actually sit there with your feelings and feel it. But like, this I was not okay. I, I was like, no, I, I don't want- really don't think anyone was like, look at this. Like- but I think it's strange to me. And this just goes back to the phases of life and how, you know, you navigate through life. I really felt that. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm this little old woman. I'm a little old woman. No. I was. (laughs) I was like, I'm a little old woman lost in Mooresville. I just want to go home and sit on the couch and eat crackers. It was bad. (laughs) It was so bad. Well, I want to tell you what happened to me in Miami because I got so lost. Somebody had to come find me. I didn't even, I couldn't even tell them where I was. (laughs) But first, let's check in with our Dillard's South Park Beauty Tip of the Week with Scooter. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a great beauty tip this week, you guys, and it is all about your dream skin. And I know this is a product that Barbie loves. It's amazing. It is the best primer that I have ever used. And the best way I know how to describe it, it is an Instagram filter in a pump top. It's amazing. It will get rid of discoloration. It will help with texture. It will hold your foundation on longer. But it is so soft-focused. Every woman should have this in her makeup bag, period. I could not agree more. It is absolute magic in a bottle. One of my favorite products, something that I absolutely feel like you can't live without. Thank you so much. Okay, so Barb, you can't feel bad about getting so lost you couldn't get there. At least there was construction. You had to detour to get to where you were going to go. And then when I'm leaving, they're like, do you think you can find your way out? And I'm like, I hate you all. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was just, I was so embarrassed still. Yeah. This will make you feel better, but... When I was living in South Florida, I was auditioning for a commercial and I had to go to this go see with a client. And in Florida, there's all these highways like South Miami and Miami and Fort Lauderdale is like all highways. Well, I know 95 really well. I know 595 really well in Fort Lauderdale. But when I get to Miami, I'm not so sure of the roads. Like I know 195, I know 395 to get to South Beach, but there's like the Dolphin Expressway and the 826 and the 836. And like, I I don't know the difference in any of them. Well, I, I think I was supposed to be on the 836. I was on the 826 and I kept going past this exit and getting back off and back on, back <laughs> off and back on. And I'm like, there's no exit here. I'm like, what is this? I don't understand. So I pull over and 
I, I call my mom of all people. Like, of course you call your I know. My mom doesn't know. <laughs> she's as bad as directions as I am. So I call her and she's at work. And I'm like, mom, I don't, I, I just, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I can't get there. There wasn't even GPS in my car at that point. And I was like, you know, my, my map quest isn't telling me like an alternate route. I, I just don't know. Should I just come home? What should I do? She's like, well, where are you? I'm like, I'm sitting outside of a circuit city. Back, when back in city. Circuit City days, yeah. yeah. And my mom's bar back, who she was working with, said, I know exactly where she is. She's not on the 836. She's on the 826. I'm going to go get her. Do you know, this man drove all the way to where I was, picked me up like your your girl did for you, took me to my go-see, and then brought me back to my car so that I didn't have No. Yes. I was in tears. So frustrating. But at least you were cute. But it's like, you're like, ah, you know, whatever. No, I wasn't At laughing this 55, off either. 55, I was like, I hate my life. I just, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. It was bad. That's so sweet, though. People are so kind, right? They are. Okay, so let's talk, because it is Valentine's Day, let's talk about the stages, the natural stages of a relationship. Now, you don't have to comment on any of this, Barb, okay? But thank, if you want to throw your thank two you. cents in. Thank you. I'll take it. I found this article and it is from Shape Magazine. And they say that, of course, the honeymoon phase is first. But do you, how long do you think that honeymoon phase lasts? Uh, let's say three months. You say three months. Yeah. They give it from start to one year. Real? Okay, so I dated a guy and he told me that after six months, the crazy comes out. That's what he said about all of the date, the dating things, that, the experiences that mm-hmm. he's been through on Match. I truly, truly believe that. Six months and crazy comes out. I think between six months and a year, you start to, like, that person's representative. Literally, my hands are sweating. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I think that person's representative starts to diminish, and you start to see the real person. So they say that the honeymoon phase, you know, it's new, it's exhilarating, there's passion, there's curiosity, wonder, good nerves, you get those butterflies in your stomach, and you soak up and really enjoy this phase of it. But then it starts to taper off, and your next phase of the relationship is back to reality, which is one to two years. They say during this time, this is when things get real with your partner, that you'll start to meet each other's families, dive into real talks, like real, real talks, not just get to know Like what's a talk. real talk subject? Like your childhood or taking trips back to your hometown, that oh, sort yeah, of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so nervous with this whole conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, but this is where the real intimacy is built in a relationship. These are when you face things head on together and you learn how the other person deals with adversity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the nice me is still around right now. That yeah. Are you still around uh, in the one to two year? The nice person? Yeah. I'm nice. I know you're always nice, but I'm I mean, a, like, how... How I'm, fake am I? How fake are you when you get started? That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> For me, like, I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? So when I'm upset, like, you know I'm upset with you in a relationship. I feel like you're pretty much the same. So maybe our honeymoon stages are really no. short. <laughs> no, no. You know what's weird? I'm a psycho. I can be nice and be really upset. Like really, really like upset, and I wait for, upset. huh? Like bless your heart, upset. No, like no, I, no, 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 no. Like, like I want to cut you upset, and it's one of those where I can I wait for the right 
the right moment, the right time to discuss. Okay, you say you wait. Do you wait to take jabs? No, no, no. I'm not mean. I'm not. I'm not a mean person. Like normally, if I'm if I'm mad enough to take a jab, I'm I'm just gonna bail on you. Like okay. friendship, like all of it, because you have to do a lot. Like I'm one of those that I just let stuff roll off my back until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, mm, I'm pretty done with you. So the third phase of a relationship, speaking of walking, is decision making. This comes to the two to three mark, two to three year mark. And it's two really, to three years. I got to wait on this. See, now I think that different relationships advance differently, right? But I do think it is important to wait that first year until you start to really see that person or you go through something like kind of traumatic together where you see how that person problem solves and reacts to adversity or something hard. Because when things are great, things are great, right? Like you don't know how that person's going to react to cancer or uh, money issues, hard times, depression. Yeah, I don't really agree with your little list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but let's talk about the decision-making process because this is when you see how somebody handles their tantrums, their hang-ups. You know, maybe, like, is political stance a deal-breaker for you? Okay, so, oh, I'm really big on, here are, like, literally first date almost. Here are my deal breakers. Mm -hmm. Do you like these? Do you not like these? I I don't have time. I'm 55. I don't have time to wait five years and find out that you're some kind of nut job. Uh, uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw this out there for a second because when I started dating, there were certain topics that you didn't discuss, right? Like you didn't discuss religion right up front. (laughs) You didn't discuss politics right up front. It was something that you had to get to know somebody a little bit more to, you know, understand their political view or or whatever it may be. Well, Dallas and I, I love Dallas, but we have two different political parties. We have shut up. Yes. We have two different political views. And I think it's important to respect somebody's, but for me, like that wasn't a deal breaker, but I didn't find out his political stance until much later in the relationship. Oh, see, I'm like, no joke, first date, or maybe even, I mean, I'm not on the match date app now, but even on the app. So what do you think about this, 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 and mm-hmm. this? And I've had guys ask me. Yeah. Bump, 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 Now, bump. we're not like so polar opposites. Like, we're very moderate on our side right. of the political party. You're close to the middle, both. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I know some people, I have a girlfriend here in Charlotte who, if she knows that you're on the op- opposite side, you're nixed right away. It doesn't even matter if you're a good person. You mean friendship-wise or just... No, 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 no. Just relationship-wise. Um, I mean, I'm that way about religion. Like, okay, so was talking to a really nice guy. This has been six months ago, whatever. And super, I mean, a nice guy. And we were bantering and it was great. And then um, I went back to look at his profile because sometimes you're just talking and you don't really, sure. you know. And so he was agnostic. And I'm not, I'm like the farthest thing from an agnostic. And I'm like, you know what? You're a nice guy. And I was really nice about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, but this is just never gonna, and he's like, that's too bad. But I agree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, we both agreed this, this is just not an option. Yeah. 
So I would way rather know up front. Like I want to, I'm getting everything out in the next couple months. <laughs> I think we're in a different time now than like when Dallas and I started dating politically. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of people that were, were on this app that I was like, steer clear of that one. Like yeah. clearly this person is, but you know, that's, I mean, you're going to find those people everywhere. For me, I just want to get it all out of the way up front. I want you to know what my issues are. That way you can decide. Your deal breakers. Yeah, like check yeah. the box, yes mm-hmm. or no. Can we move on? I, I don't have time for that. I don't like that. But I, I get so nervous. I mean, obviously I haven't been in the dating pool in a really long time, but I get I would get so nervous at the fact, like I get nervous when you go on dates. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like- As you I well just, should. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Even like when you meet somebody and you start dating somebody and you, you know, you and I have girl talks and wine and whatever. And I'm like, God, I, I like, I just hope that that person is really, like as good as she, yeah well you know here's the deal like I I'm more about I want to find the right person and so if that that just means I'm one more close you know closer one one step closer to finding the right person I feel like for me though i I want to let them know all of my dirty laundry. I like, I literally lay I it know, out there. I know, you like to lay it out. I do, lay but it out there. not everybody's like you. And some people hold things close to the vest. Like you could be dating somebody and find out that... I don't I don't even know that they They've have been in four prison. children uh-uh. that they don't talk to and they owe their ex-wife thousands of dollars in alimony. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, I agree. And there are people, you know, that's the one thing I didn't like about a dating app. You, you don't know who you got, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you just don't know. But I'm just crossing my fingers and holding my breath and throwing all my dirty laundry in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shape's very last phase of uh, relationship is obviously the three plus mark. And it's when you start to settle down. So that's a little more refreshing and three you're a little plus. bit more relaxed. I got engaged when I was three years into our relationship. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> wow. But you don't think that that's a, a normal amount of time to date somebody before you get engaged? I think I think maybe first marriage, yeah. I think second marriage, you pretty much know who you are by age 55. In your 50s, you know who you are. You know what you'll put up with. You know what you don't want. And as long as the other person is coming clean, I think you could be like, turn the page. That is so funny to me because I think if I ever got into a situation where I was looking at a second marriage, it would take me twice as long to pull the trigger. Why? I don't, you know, like my mom will never get remarried. And she just like, you know, she, she's been with her boyfriend for a really long time. And sometimes I introduce him as my stepdad and we're all that close. Right. But even she won't do it again because you, I don't know. I just feel like there's something like you learn along the way that you just learn more about somebody as time goes on. You learn more and more, the more time you spend with them. I'm still learning things about Dallas 15 years later. My mom jokes about being a free agent, by the way. She's like, I could leave at any time. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I love you. But like, that's just, it would, it would take me so much longer to get there the second time around. Wow. I'm so scared right now. I mean, why? I don't know. It makes me nervous now. For you or for me? Yes. Both of us. I mean, I'm just like, I don't have that mindset, but maybe I should. I understand where you're coming from in the like, let's move this along kind of thing. But I don't know. I just can't, I can't see myself just jumping back into something if anything happened in my relationship now. 
Well, let's just hope Dallas sticks it out. Yeah. <laughs> that, trust me, it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> oh, wow. And for that, we'll wrap. That's yeah. horrible. I just, yeah, now I'm nervous. Yeah, so we'll just consider that the one thing you need to know before you go. So those are your uh, steps of the relationship. By the way, you never told me what phase of the relationship you're in in your current relationship. See, I feel like I'm in phase four. I'm you like, do? well, I mean, I feel like I've got, I've got pretty like, Barb, okay, no, listen, settling down. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm dating this guy steady. That to me is settling down. And no, listen, no, no, no. Settling down is getting married. I want to know now. I don't want to wait two years to find out how you respond to whatever. I, it's different to ask the question, Barb, and then to see somebody go through it. That's my point. Oh, and I don't, I don't mean to scare you. I don't mean we need to create some drama, <laughs> but, but that's kind of. What I'm saying, it is so easy to give the correct answer, but when you're faced with it, what is your, how do you react? And that is why I would be careful ever getting back into this like fake facade of a dating pool with all these online daters that everything looks perfect like it is on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow. Wow. Gonna go home and change all the locks. I'm sorry. Happy Valentine's Day, (laughs) y'all. All All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, I I didn't mean to be an anti-love lover. I'm just like, you know, I'm giving all the presents back. Wow. Wow. All right, we'll talk to y'all next week. Or not. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mommyhood to Menopause podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love to have you join us weekly. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review us. Unless you hated it, in which case, just ask someone for a hug and move along, sis. Also, don't forget to follow us at Mommyhood, the number two menopause podcast on Instagram and on our personal pages, all of the F words and Southern Blonde Chic. Thanks for listening.